Well, thank you all so much for, uh, for the love that you have poured out upon uh, my family and, and for all the prayers. Uh, we are so uh, grateful for all of that and, uh, and thankful. Um, and uh, b- before I get going, I would like for us to, uh, to pray uh, for, uh, for my, my pastor. Uh, you all, I think, know Bishop Mike uh, pretty well. Um, he's in the hospital uh, and... Uh, and 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 we just, I just want to pray for him this morning and just pray uh, the Lord's healing touch upon uh, his body. Um, so I'm, I'm going to ask Joy to uh, stand in for him uh, right here because Joy Joy works with him and uh, probably known him longer than any of the rest of us. And I think uh, I think maybe other than his family, you know, he probably loves Joy more than anybody else. So. <laughs> Uh, um, and, uh, and, and, and I'd like a, a few of you just to, to come up behind Joy and, and lay your hands uh, on her um, as the Lord would, would move. And, uh, and uh, if the rest of you would just stretch a hand uh, out toward, toward us. And uh, we're just going to lift up Bishop Mike this morning. Pray the Lord's. You know, blessing and healing poured out upon him in every way. Uh, Lord Jesus, we, we bless you and we exalt you and we glorify you and uh, we lift up your holy name on high. Lord, we are thankful uh, for, our, for our Bishop Mike Gray and thankful for the uh, wonderful, anointed man of God that he is. Now, Lord, we, we know that he's had a, a really difficult year uh, when it comes to uh, to the to the health of his body, he just just had a hard time, Lord, and and yet yet I testify through it all that there has not been a moment where he has not blessed you and exalted you and glorified you and and lifted up your holy name. That that he has endured all of this with with peace and and joy, uh, a fullness of it, and an overflowing of hope. We know that his uh, trust is in you. Uh, we know that he is filled uh, with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, we know that he uh, loves you with all of his heart and delights in you. And so, Lord, we pray you know, that you would stretch out your healing hand and that you'd lay it upon him and that you would bring you know, complete healing and wholeness and health to his body. Uh, we pray. Uh, in the mighty name uh, of Jesus, that he would be healed from, uh, from, uh, from the top of his head all the way down uh, to his toes, that you would come and just mend uh, everything. Lord, I, I pray that you'd so pour out your healing upon him that his sight would be healed and, and restored in his, uh, in his, in his uh, left eye, and that his, even the, his, his smell would be restored, we pray, uh, in, in the mighty name of Jesus, from, from his previous uh, bout with this. And, and Lord, we just pray that you would that you would heal him, Lord, and mend him, and help him to recover from this uh, surgery, and and that he would quickly, Lord, be home and and strengthened, and and back back doing the things that he loves to do, that you have called him uh, to do, that he is so gifted and able to do, uh, leading uh, leading our church. We pray this, uh, and we exalt you and bless you. We pray your also your blessing. And help to the to the family that you'd strengthen them and help them. Uh, in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. 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 Praise Amen. the Lord.
Praise the Lord. Thank you all. Thank you all for that. Uh, praise Jesus. Well, praise the Lord. Take a coffee break. We are, uh, as, as Joy was saying, it's like so surprising, uh, two weeks from Easter. Uh, and uh, what a joyous day that is. I just, I just couldn't help as we were singing to think that because, because death could not hold him, death cannot hold us. And because he has conquered the grave, so do we. And what a glorious thought that is. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, and I should probably wait till Easter to preach this, but says that, says that if, if Jesus didn't rise again, that we are without hope, that, that we should just eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. But He did rise again. And because He lives, we live. And because He rose again, we have hope. And we don't live aimlessly just for pleasure. But we live focused with purpose that God has given us. Hallelujah. And we, we remember all this and celebrate this in, in every day really and every Sunday, but, but especially two weeks from now. Um, and then, you know, next Sunday is, is Palm Sunday, uh, and, uh, and that's where uh, Jesus triumphantly enters into Jerusalem uh, as, he is, as he's making his way to the cross. Uh, and, uh, and man, I'm, I'm excited about Palm Sunday. I, I love that uh, so much. Um, but, but, but then there's, you know, if you back up from Palm Sunday, uh, there is, uh, in the Gospels, Jesus making his way uh, to, to Jerusalem, making his way to Jerusalem, where then he's going to uh, make his way uh, to the cross. Uh, and it's, it's very interesting, uh, as he makes his way to Jerusalem, that, that he really seems to pull in close to, to his disciples. And not, not seems to, he does. He, he pulls in close to his disciples with the, with the purpose of, of teaching them. There, there are some things that they need to understand, some things that they need to, to learn. And so he, as he's making his way towards Jerusalem, and even in the, in the next week, as he makes his way towards the cross, he, can, he continues this. But, but he gets right in on his disciples because he wants them, he wants them to know a few things that they, that they really need to know. And uh, uh, t- today I wanted to uh, just remind us uh, of, of, of the lesson that he teaches. Uh, and, uh, and maybe it'll, it'll stir fresh new desire in our hearts uh, for this. Because, because this, is, this is what is right at the heart of being a disciple. This, this is right at what it means to be a follower of our Lord and Savior uh, Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm going to look at, at the Gospel of Mark. 
Um, and, and, and we'll make our way almost to the, to the triumphal entry uh, to, to Palm Sunday, but just, we'll just back up a few uh, so we can see Jesus making His way uh, to Jerusalem, and, and then we can learn the lesson that He, uh, that he teaches. You know, if you back up to, uh, to chapter 8, to Mark chapter 8, there is uh, the, the, ask, the, the question that Jesus asks of, of who am I? You know, who do people say uh, that I am? And then there's the, you know, the specific directing that question to the disciples. And there's, there's Peter's confession where, where he you know, powerfully uh, proclaims, uh, we know from Matthew, uh, out, of, out of revelation that he has received from the Father and, 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 and says to Jesus that you're, you're the Christ. You are the Messiah. You are the, the Son of the living God. Makes this, this powerful declaration. And then, and then it is, it's after that, that that Jesus begins to teach them that He's going to have to go to Jerusalem, that He's going to have to suffer and die, but then on the third day, He will be, he will be raised Again, he, he begins to teach them that the Son of Man is going to have to do this, but, but they now know that he's talking about himself because Peter has just proclaimed that we know that this is who you are, that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And you know, at, 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 it's, it's hard to just get by that without just pointing out that, that at some point in time in all of our lives, you know, we, we've got to say who Jesus is. We've, we from ourselves have to decide who he is. We out of, out of revelation, you, you know, it can't be anymore what others say or, 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 or what pastor says or what mom and dad say. It, it's got to be, this is, this is who he is. I know it. God has shown me. He is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the, the only begotten son of God. After he, after he talks to them about about his, uh, about what's coming. Um, isn't that interesting that Jesus knows what's coming and yet and yet he keeps moving towards it. There, there is in chapter nine the uh, this amazing uh, experience, this amazing event that takes place that that we know as the transfiguration. You're probably familiar with it, but if you remember, um, Jesus singles out. Uh, Peter, James, and John uh, to go up on the mountain with him, and there uh, on the mountain uh, he is he's transfigured in front of them, and and Moses and Elijah appear, and he and he speaks with them, and they and they talk with him, and it, it reminds me of you know what he says in Matthew twenty two that that he's not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. And here, and here these men appear, and, and he speaks with them, and, and Peter, James, and John, they see this encounter, they see this, this discussion, and, and then they, uh, as, as, as they're coming back to the other disciples, they find them in argument because of, a, because of a, a boy who has an evil spirit that they're unable to cast this spirit out of, and, and Jesus comes in and and and, uh, and and he's not unable; he's able. Uh, and, uh, and and you know, there's that great line in there where Jesus says to the to the Father, uh, you know, if you all things are possible for those who believe. And the Father then proclaims, "I I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief." And as as you come to the end of that 
story in, in Mark 9, uh, verse, uh, verse 30. Uh, this is where we see uh, Jesus uh, clearly here in Mark, really zeroing in on those who are His, uh, really gathering them close to Him because He wants to teach them a few things that they need to learn. And, and as Christians, as followers of Christ, as His disciples, which, which that, that is what we are. We're followers of Christ. We are His disciples. Uh, I think that we could say that he's, that he's gathering us in as well to teach us uh, what He wanted to teach them. Let me, let me read it to you. Mark 9, uh, starting in verse 30. They left that place and passed through Galilee. And Jesus did not want anyone to know where they were. Well, why? Why would Jesus be hiding from people, hiding from the crowds? Because uh, he was teaching his disciples. He, didn't, he, he got away from the crowd uh, because he wanted to teach his disciples uh, because there's some things that they needed to know. And I want to highlight for you two of the important lessons that he, that he speaks to them, that he teaches them as, as he makes his way uh, toward, toward the triumphal entry, toward Palm Sunday. He said to them, uh, the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men and they will kill him and after three days he will uh, rise again. So here Jesus uh, again begins to speak of, of his death, of, of what is coming and the reality, uh, the Easter reality, that in three days uh, He is going to rise again. But they did not understand what He meant and were afraid to ask Him about it. Now they came to Capernaum, when they, then they came to Capernaum, when He was in the house, He asked them, what were you arguing about on, on the road? So they so, so here again we see them moving. You know, they're, they're moving towards uh, Jerusalem and, and apparently as they're on the road, uh, before they get to the house, these guys are, are together arguing about something and Jesus, you know, they, they were probably trying to hide it from him, but he, uh, he asks, you know, what were you guys arguing about on the road? Uh, uh, verse 30 Four there, and you know, whenever Jesus asks a question, it's not because he doesn't know. It's because he wants to talk about it, because he wants you to. He wants you to to know he already he already knew, but uh, but they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. So so like already intuitively. They're, they're arguing about who is the greatest, but they don't want Jesus to know because they, they already know that that doesn't seem to be right. right? That, that, that Jesus isn't going to smile on this, that this isn't what he wants them to be discussing and, and talking about. They're trying to hide this from Jesus because somehow already they recognize that's, that's probably not what we should be about. That's probably not what our focus should be. Who's, who's the greatest? Uh, verse 35, sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. Right? The, you know this, this truth. 
that the, the last will be first and the, and the first will be last and that, and that we are to be servants who are serving all, not, not those who are, who are trying to be the greatest and, and served by everyone else. So you see, Jesus forming and teaching this very important truth that you guys that I've called to come and follow after me, that you are called to serve. That you're called to, to serve one another and not try to, not try to one-up one another. That, that you're called to elevate and encourage one another and, and, and to, to lift one another up to be great and to not try to be the greatest, but to make others the greatest. This is the, the lesson that Jesus is teaching. This is why he brings it out. Like he knew they were arguing and he knew what they were arguing about and he could have just left it alone, but he's gathered them close to him because he wants them to know something. There's something he's got to teach them that they're going to need. And so then he asks a question and, and, and pulls all of this out of them and gives us this powerful statement that, that those who want to be first uh, are going to have to be last uh, and, uh, and the servant of all. Um, like, like sometimes when we have dinners at church, uh, you know, I'll, I'll try to wait to be last in line. And, uh, and, and the reason why is because someday I want to be first. You know, so I'm trying to be last. See, see, Nick's shaking his head. He's like, I don't think it works like that. It doesn't, I don't think it does either, but you know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, so, so as he gathers them and, and, and teaches them <laughs> this, this lesson, uh, you, you think that they would get it, but apparently they don't. So um, Jesus teaches some other you know, powerful things at the, in, the, in chapter 9, and, and then you move in uh, to, uh, to chapter 10, uh, and, uh, and we, we, uh, in chapter 10 we have the encounter uh, with the rich young ruler you know, to where Jesus teaches a a, a powerful lesson that is presented to him by this rich young ruler who comes uh, desiring uh, eternal life. And Jesus, you know, basically, basically you, you're familiar with the story, but, but you know, basically tells him that, uh, you know, he, he's done all the things that he needs to do, but, but Jesus recognizes that, that he's not uh, Lord of his life and that God's not Lord of his life, that money is Lord of his life. And, and so Jesus tells him, you know, you know sell, what you, sell, your, sell your possessions and give to the poor. And, and Jesus calls him to come and follow after him. And, and you know the story, the rich young ruler turns and he walks away uh, from Jesus. And, and, and so Jesus takes this opportunity to, to, to gather the disciples here and, and to speak to them and, and really tell them that, that, that it's not for you to, to long for money and, and riches and, and wealth, that those who do that have such an incredibly hard time entering into the kingdom of God. And, and you know, it's there that, that they say, well, how can anyone enter? And Jesus says, well, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So, uh, so you know, maybe two of our struggles are, are highlighted here in Mark. As, as we see this desire to be, to be great, this kind of this selfish, prideful desire to be elevated, to be, to be first, and we also see 
You know, this desire for, for the world and, and the riches of the world and, and the love of money that can so easily come in and, and grab our focus and, and, and grab our attention. And here Jesus has gathered the, the disciples close to teach them, to, don't be lovers of money. Be lovers of God. And, and don't be lovers of yourself, but be lovers of, of one another. It's, it's like the greatest commandments, right? Just played out right here as, as you're moving towards Palm Sunday. It's, it's love God and love others. It's serve God and serve others. And as, the, as, as followers of Christ, this is the call of God on our lives to, to love Him and to love one another. Isn't that what Jesus did? I mean, if you were just to... To, to break Jesus' life down to just a couple sentences, wouldn't it be that he loved God with all of his heart, with all of his soul, with all of his mind, with all of his strength, and that he loved his neighbor as himself? And here he is, here he is teaching them these lessons as, as he moves towards Jerusalem, moving toward Palm Sunday, moving toward the cross. And then in, in Mark chapter 10, verse 35, there's this, there's this interesting story uh, that unfolds uh, that you're probably familiar with, but, but let me read it to you, that gives Jesus this opportunity to, to teach this lesson more and more. Uh, then James and John, uh, the sons of Zebedee, uh, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. Now, now remember, he's already pulled uh, Peter, James, and John aside, and, and they were the ones that got to go up on the mountain with him and, and see this incredible event. Uh, you know, so maybe James and John are feeling a little bit like the greatest. Maybe they're feeling a little bit like, like they deserve uh, these, uh, what they're about to ask for. And so Jesus says to him, what, what do you want me to do uh, for you, he asked. And they replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup? Can you, can, can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am about to be baptized with? We know, we know speaking of his, of his going to the cross and suffering and dying. We can, they answered. Look at Jesus says to them, powerful. He said, then Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. He said, you're going to. And, and we know that James and John do. And, and probably if anybody's, anybody's deserving of these, of these seats at, at Jesus' right and left, it, it may be these two. Right here, but then Jesus says this, but to sit at my right and left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. That's in the Father's hands, for whom the Father has prepared. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully right here, the other ten don't find out about this because you could recognize how this would stir up some trouble and cause some problems. Uh, verse, one, verse 41, when, when the ten heard about this, uh, they became indignant with James and John. You know, because who do you guys think you are? You know, I mean, you think there's only the two of you? 
Why, why, why do you deserve these more than we? Why should you have these more, more than we should have them, right? And so here again, the, the, the argument of, of who deserves and who's better and, and who's greatest and who should get uh, is stirred up among, among the disciples. And, uh, and so Jesus has to call them together. And, and he calls them together and says to them, you, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. He says, but not you. He says, not, not so with you. He, he said, this is, this is what the Gentiles do. Th- this is what the world does. This is what the, the pagans do. They... they they're, they're trying to one-up. They're trying to be better. They're, they're trying to be greatest. It, it, it's, it's, it's about them and not others. They, they want for themselves, and, and, and it doesn't matter who they've got to take from or, or, who they've got to, or who they've got to hurt so that they can get what they want and have what they need and rise to the position that, that they desire. He said, that's, that's how the world does things. He said, but there's a, a different call of God on your life. He said, not, not so you, not you guys. You 12 are called to something different, and, and it's, it's something more. It may look like less to the world and be confusing and hard for them to see and understand, but it's, but it's better by far, and it's more important. He says, instead, this, this is for you guys, instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Whoever becomes great among you must be the servant of all, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all, servant of all. For even, now Jesus speaking of himself, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus saying, Jesus saying, you guys, you guys are not called to, to fight with one another over who's greatest, over, over who's better. You're called to serve. And he says, and, and just so you know, I'm not asking you to do anything that I'm not doing myself. I've come not to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many, to lay down my life for, for the salvation of many. Jesus, again, teaching this lesson of, of love and this lesson of, of service, this lesson that he gathers his disciples in close and teaches them. And we know that he, that he continues to teach this. You know, if we were to turn to John and look at the, the lessons in John that he teaches as he's making his way towards the cross, the lesson that, that arises maybe more than anything else is to love one another and to serve one another the way that Jesus loves and the way that Jesus serves. Now, what kind of stirred all this up in me, and the reason I wanted to share it with you is because we're moving to Palm Sunday, and we need to be reminded of this, but 
But there's something that, that Peter says that has just hit me, and, it, and it's, it's stirred up this desire within me because I don't feel like I'm there yet, but I, but I want to be. You know, it's, it's this want that I long for. Like, I'm not sure I'm here yet. Like, like I still struggle, you know, with, with, with wanting to be better and, and first and, and greater. But, but I don't want to. Like, like inside of me, I, I want to serve. And, and I want to be the servant of all. And I, and I want to follow Jesus in this. And, and, and not, not try to sit back and, have, and be the one getting my feet washed. But, but try, to, try to beat others to, the, to it, if you will, and be the one washing their feet. There's something that, that Peter says that I want to read to you. It's, a, it's 1 Peter 4. We'll start at, we'll start at verse 7 because it's interesting how he, uh, how he brings us to this by saying this, the, the end of all things is near. It, it's again this, this scripture uh, uh, teaching us that... that uh, that, that we should look and see the day of Jesus approaching. And that as we look and see the day of, pre- of Jesus approaching, that, that we should remember that he says, I'm, I'm coming soon. And as he says that, that that should affect you know, the way that we, that we live. And here he says, that, look, the end of all things is, is, is near. So, so live different. Change the way you, you think. Change the way that you live. And he, and he says, therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. And we, are, we are so called to pray. And it, I'll tell you, it is so, so good and encouraging not only to pray, but to know that you're being covered in prayer. And, he, and then... Verse 8, it says, I, I, love this, I love these first two words. It says, above all. Elevates it above everything else. Isn't that how that hits you? Because it says above all. Isn't it above? Isn't it, isn't it first? Uh, above all. Look at this. Love each other. But then it doesn't stop there. That, I, I, I can almost handle that. It's that next word that has messed me up. He says, he says, above all, love each other deeply. It's not like this. You know, I think sometimes we, we feel like we've covered it. You know, we, we are, I, I love them. I love them. No, I, I love everybody. I, I, love, I love, you know, my family. love my brothers and sisters in Christ. But... But Peter doesn't leave it there. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he's, he takes it up a notch, as, as Jesus does, and he says, love each other, but not just on the surface. And don't let it be shallow. And, and don't even let it be just, just come to a level and stay there, but love each other and do it deep. Go, go deep with it. To where you, you look and, and you, for real, I don't even know how to communicate it, but you love and, it, and it's deep and it's, and it's genuine and it's, and, it's, and it's not stagnant, but it's moving and it's, and it's growing and it's evident and it's, and it's real and it's true and it's deep. I don't know about you, but I, I don't think I'm there yet. And it troubles me a little bit, but, 
but I'm grateful because there does stir something within me that I want to be there. That, that I want to deeply, I want to deeply love. I want to, I want to, and I love you, but, but I want to love you deep with all that's in me, with my heart and my soul. I want to, I want to weep when you weep, and I hurt when you hurt, and struggle when you struggle, and serve you when you need it, and even when you don't. I'm telling you, I just, I want to, I want to love more. Hard and strong and, and for real and, and deep and with all that I am. And that's the way I want to be loved, don't you? And I know people like that. You know them? Can you think of them? Some are in this room. I just love deep. They probably wouldn't say they do, but they, but they love deep. And I think that's what Jesus was saying, you know, in, in John 13 when he, said, when he said, a new commandment I give you, love one another and go deep with it. Love each other and, and love each other deep and, and wide and long and hard and, and strong. That song comes to mind, like, like deep and wide, deep and wide there's a fountain flowing deep deep and wide get my hands in the in the right deep and wide deep and wide jesus loves us deep and he loves us wide and long and high i think ephesians 3 even says that doesn't it for for, for God's love surpasses understanding. It is, it is so wide and long and high and deep that it surpasses understanding. Jesus says, I love you deep. And I want you to love one another and love one another deep. And I'm not saying you do. I'm mean, that you don't. I, I feel like you do. Actually, I have felt felt through this hard time deeply loved deeply loved thank you for that deeply loved and, and I want to deeply love and that's what Jesus says isn't it he says, he says in John 13 he says love one another and it's like okay yeah we can do that moment. but then he takes it up and he says as I have loved you so you must love one another deep and wide, and long, and high, is how you are to love one another. And then he says, and then he says, and everybody's going to know. And the whole world will know. They, they may say whatever else they want to say, but they will know that you are my disciples by your deep, 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 deep love for one another. I think maybe there's, maybe there's a lot of things that we can, we can mess up and we can fail and we can get wrong, but I don't think it's this. We've got to love deep, deeply one another. 
And when we do, I don't, I don't, tired of the tired of the criticism of the church. Tired of it. I, I don't want it anymore. I want us to. I want us to deeply love one another, so that so that in, so that what is said is well. You know, we don't agree with everything being said, but they are disciples of Jesus Christ. There ain't no doubt about that. There is Jesus all over that right there. And that happens when we deeply, deeply, deeply love one another. I'm, I'm thankful to the Lord that, that maybe I'm not there, and I, and no, I know that I'm not, but that the, the desire is there at least. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. Verse 9. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. We do that so well, I think. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to... uh, Advance yourself and become better than everybody else and get the greatest seat. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If we did that, there'd probably be a lot less speaking. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. And if we do this, and we love one another deeply, and we serve, and speak, and give out of that deep love, then then in all things, God will be praised through Jesus Christ. And He will be glorified and exalted forever and ever. Amen. Praise the Lord. If we will love, love, love deeply. First, the Thessalonians kind of also says this. And, and I, I like the way it, I like the way it, that, uh, that, it that Paul says it in, in 1 Thessalonians. And so I wanted to read it to you. In 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 1, he says, As for other matters, brothers and sisters, we instruct you how to live in order to please God, as in fact you are doing. So I think that we just kind of read, you know, really great way to live in order to please God. I think if you live loving others deeply, you're going you're gonna to really come close to, to pleasing God. And then he says, as in fact 
that you uh, are living. He says, now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. I love that. I love those last three words right there as he, as he says, now, now do it, but do it more. And then he says, again, more. To do it more and more. It's got this, this deep feel to it, doesn't it? It's, it's that we don't, we don't stop. And I, well, got that done. I served, I served somebody today. Got that done. Now I can take the rest of the day off and be served. No, no, no. That we do this more. And then just not more, but more and more. And then, and then he's going to say this again as we move a little deeper into 1 Thessalonians 4. Uh, and, uh, and, and then after this, which is interesting, uh, he's going to speak of the end times again. Uh, so, so, in, so Peter uh, reminds us of it before he says this, and then Paul's going to say this to us, uh, and then remind us of the end times after. Uh, so, so these are things that we should, we should be thinking about, uh, and, and all the more as we see the day approaching. Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. I, I know, I know, I agree here that I, I probably don't even need to share this, but, but just to remind us that, that we are to love one another and to love one another deeply. And maybe just to, just for my own good, to be reminded of it and, and, to, and to not get complacent in it. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. He says, you do. You're, you're doing this. And he says, yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do this. To do so more and more. We urge you to, to love deeply. To, to love and then do it some more. And then to love and to love some more. I mean, this has got Jesus all over it, doesn't it? I mean, this is what you do, right? When you go the extra mile, you're, you're loving more, and then, then you're loving some more. You're, you're, it's more, and then it's, and then it's more, and then it's more, and do it, and, and love some more. So, so you, you could break down all the things about love, and you could put deep on it, and more and more on it. And hopefully this desire is within our hearts. Like maybe a, maybe a serve. And then serve more. And then serve some more. And do it more and more. Or, a, or, or here's, a, here's a challenging one. Uh, forgive. And forgive deep. And forgive more. And then forgive some more. And forgive more again. Or, 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 or maybe open yourself up to trust. And trust deep. And then trust more. And then do it some more. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's patience. Right? Isn't, isn't love patient? 1 Corinthians 13 Love is patient. Maybe, maybe be deeply patient 
and be patient more and then, and then do it more. Isn't love kind? Love is, love is kind? Maybe, maybe, maybe love deep and kind and do it more and then do it some more. Isn't it, uh, isn't it a not boastful or proud? Doesn't it keep no record of wrong? Take, take that deep and then do it some more. And do it some more. And when we do, what, is, what does Peter say? When we do, that, that God will be praised through Christ Jesus and, 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 and He will be exalted and honored and glorified. Now, as I've thought about this and, and thought, dare I pray and ask God to help me to love and to love deep? Dare I be that courageous that I should, that I should pray and ask God for deep, deep love? That, that I myself would, would somehow begin to, also as He does, love wide and deep, high and long, like Jesus loves. I think we should. I think we should dare ask Him for that and see what He may do. And then I also thought of, of uh, Psalm 37 which tells us to delight ourselves in the Lord and He will give us the desires of our heart. So, so we can pray and ask God for deep, deep love. And then we can delight ourselves in the Lord and He'll give us the desires of our heart. That, that desire that you have within you to deeply love, to serve, to love to forgive, to invest, to encourage, to change. It's there. It is. There's a desire in you for this. Something about what I've said connects with you and you long for it. I know you do. You want this. You want to deeply Love. God set it down inside of your heart. He's put it there. You may, have, you may have suppressed it and tried to hide it, but it's there inside of you. You are saying yes and amen. I want to love like this. I want to deeply, deeply love God. I want to deeply, deeply Love others. Delight yourself in the Lord. And He will give you the desires of your heart. And something will begin to stir and arise in you that you cannot explain. And you won't even be able, be able maybe to identify it, but others will say, man, they, they love. They love deep and wide and high, and long, and authentic, and right, and true. I dare you to, 
I dare you to ask God for this. And I double-dog dare you to delight yourself in the Lord and see if you might not become the servant of all who deeply loves others. And when that's true in your life, God will be exalted and honored and glorified. And someday He will exalt and honor you as well. Let's pray together. Lord, we bless You and we praise You. We thank You that that we love because You have first loved us. Thank You for deeply, deeply, deeply loving us. And Lord, I know in all of our hearts there is some kind of a, maybe a pilot light at least that's burning, desiring to love as You have loved. And I pray this morning, Lord, that You would ignite it into a flame that would grow into an all-consuming fire that would burn inside of our hearts and we would deeply love You and we would deeply love one another. And it would be evident in the words that we speak, in the thoughts that we think, in the actions that we take, in every way that we live. And people would know that we are your disciples. Help us to love high and long and wide and deep. I pray in Jesus' mighty name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to ask you this morning, if you desire to receive fresh and new the love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and not only to receive it, but to to give it back to Him as well. And you desire to just declare that you receive His salvation and that you are making Him Lord and love of your life. I just ask you to raise your hand. I just want to pray with you. Amen. I see your hand. Thank you, Jesus. I see your hand. Thank you, Jesus. I see your hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you're watching online or listening to the podcast and just all of you here with me, just... Let's just pray together. Just repeat after me. Let's renew our commitment to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. I receive it. Your salvation, your forgiveness, your love. And Lord Jesus, I declare that you are my Lord. I pray, Jesus, that you'd help me to love as you have loved. Lord Jesus, in all that I do, I pray that you would be exalted, honored, and glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Love deep. God bless you. Have a great afternoon. Uh, The Lord's blessing upon you. Look forward to being together uh, this week and then again uh, Palm Sunday.
God bless.